Make sure you're subscribed to Issues Etc. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. Financial blogger Ivana Pino recently was giving some advice on lowering daycare costs. They are they're rising exponentially, by the way. But one piece of advice was not found in Ivana Pino's suggestions. What was that piece of advice about lowering daycare costs? How about don't do daycare? Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Joining us to talk about the rising cost of daycare, Suzanne Venker. She's a married mother of two children in St. Louis, host of The Suzanne Venker Show. She's author of several books, including Seven Myths of Working Mothers and her latest publication, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched. She's also written a recent column for The Federalist titled Skyrocketing Child Care Costs. Try staying home with your kids. Suzanne, welcome back. Thanks, Todd. Nice to talk to you. How do many parents find themselves and their children trapped in kind of a daycare necessity trap? So I think the most obvious and most common scenario is that they just didn't plan in advance for it. It meaning having children. We are just not as parents in a culture and the culture giving our young women advice on what's going to happen very likely to them when they have children. And that is that they're most likely going to want to spend time with them and be home with them for X amount of years. And therefore you need to plan in advance financially for that. And there are a lot of ways to do that. Let's say you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, right? And you're together for a number of years. So you're both making money at that time, right? Maybe you are married, maybe you're not married, but you don't have a baby yet. And you might save one of those incomes or half of one of those incomes or something in preparation for staying home down the road. Or you might not make a decision like buying a house based on two incomes, but make that purchase based on one. And while it seems logical, it's not because we don't encourage or support, much less give advice about how to do that financially to young women, because the assumption is that they're always going to be in the workforce. So that's why I believe most women get stuck feeling like, well, now I've made all these financial decisions that require two incomes and I have to use daycare so that I can work. How bad are daycare expenses nowadays? Yeah, it's in the news big time. I mean, just do a little Googling and it's it's very recent. It's skyrocketed since COVID. And I don't know all the reasons for that, but it's definitely, it's to the point where I imagine staffing shortages like everything else have something to do with it. But some people who are saying I have what my wife or husband's entire paycheck goes to pay for daycare. And then you have to sort of ask yourself, well, what sense does that make? Aren't there other options here? What did you make of uh, financial blogger Ivana Pino's suggestions for lowering daycare costs? Well, she made some sort of weak arguments about tax breaks and flexible spending accounts and whatnot, and even using debt, suggesting that people use debt and put their daycare costs on credit card, which I was pretty horrified by. But nothing practical, like, hey, you might need to move. You might need to move close to family. You might need to have a cheaper cost of living state. There are other options besides the ones she gave, which I don't think would really do anything for people. 
What option is often completely overlooked in these kind of uh, yeah. advice? So that was the whole point of the article is, hey, why is nobody suggesting that you forego that expense altogether if it's that much out of your reach and just do the work yourself? Have your kids at home. It can be cheaper to go that route. And nobody wants to encourage it. Nobody wants to say that. But it can be. And I hear from people all the time who make it work and just never really put pen to paper. And once they do that, they realize this really isn't coming out in the wash. And if you just cut a little bit here and cut a little bit there, it's amazing what you can make happen when you really have to do it, which by the way, is what happened during COVID, right? We had 2 million women who left the workforce to be, to be at home and they made it work. So their hands were forced in that situation, but you can force your own hand if you really want something. How have married parents, both working full-time, harmed families and our larger society? So almost all the income growth in the U.S. since 1970 has come from women working outside the home. Because what happened there when you have two people now, instead of just men, and no, the argument is not that women should never go in the workforce. But since that time, we have boosted the GDP as a result of that, which is the national economy. So when women are in the workforce rather than at home, as you can imagine, there's a lot more money being spent. Both of those parents are going to have to use childcare. They're going to have to eat out more. They're going to have to commute. There's going to be all this money that's going to generate in the economy, which then makes it harder for one income families to make do because we have this ballooning GDP. So it just doesn't help matters when people who can afford to stay home choose not to. Why is a mother's presence at home best for children? So I just did a video actually on YouTube about the early years and what is actually going on when you're home with your baby. It's a very difficult thing to identify unless you actually do it for yourself or study it. But there is so much that's going on during those years, other than just, it's not just about changing diapers and feeding. This is the time when bonding and attachment takes place. And when you are available on a consistent basis with this newborn and able to regulate his or her emotions, they come to depend on you and that fosters their ability to be more resilient later in life, to be able to trust, for example, because they have experienced that day in and day out care from their one parent. And this is kind of a taboo subject because it's very difficult because the reality is if you skip that and you're using daycare, of course, you're not going to get that. That doesn't go on in daycare. And so there's a big difference between kids who are raised in daycare and kids who are not. How do you respond to the idea that in this world today, especially in the U.S., two-income families are simply a necessity? Yeah, so it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. We learned during lockdown that when you have to do something, necessity is the mother of invention, right? When you have to do something or you really want to do something, you find a way to do it. So it really comes down to looking at the numbers, creating a budget, living on less. The hard part about it is that when the people around you aren't doing that, it just makes it super hard. 
So it's a tall order for a lot of people because it really means living very counterculturally if you're going to do this. And most people pretty much kind of go along for the ride and um, don't stop and really think about it and look. And I think that's what COVID did is it forced, well, I mean, I believe that that's why 2 million moms left the workforce because they were forced to look at their lives and say, wait, is this really worth it? And do I want to do this? And that many people made the decision not to continue, I mean, doing what they were doing. Suzanne Venker is a married mother of two children in St. Louis, host of The Suzanne Venker Show. She's author of several books, including Seven Myths of Working Mothers and her latest publication, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched. She's also written a recent column for The Federalist titled Skyrocketing Child Care Costs, Try Staying Home with Your Kids. You can read it and purchase Seven Myths of Working Mothers at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Suzanne, thanks. Thanks for having me. Dr. John Bombaro joins us on the other side. We're going to discuss a difficult passage, an account of Jesus and the Canaanite woman in Matthew 15. Stay tuned. I like that we get to talk about these things and we hit it from a different angle, but because we love each other and because we have the same religious views, you know, church is the centerpiece of our lives. Worship is the centerpiece of our lives. Molly Hemingway speaking at the Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. So when we are just going back and forth on politics, it's really not that important relative to the things that do in, matter. And in all seriousness, if you do not have someone in your life that you both completely trust and regularly engage in arguments with, you're doing it wrong. You can watch and listen to journalists Mark and Molly Hemingway's Q&A and all of the presentations from the 2023 Making the Case Conference for a contribution of $300 by Labor Day. We'll send you links to download a podcast or watch a video stream. Order today at issuesetc.org or by check. Make your check payable to Issues Etc. and send it to Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Listen to what you want, when you want. You're listening to Issues Etc. Memoria Press award-winning Latin programs have successfully taught hundreds of thousands of students across the world. Their easy-to-use, step-by-step Latin curriculum provides students with an academic vocabulary, a mastery of English grammar, and strong critical thinking skills. If you're interested in learning more, visit memoriapress.com and save $5 on your next purchase by using the coupon code LPR23. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time. Bahama Mama, Ocean Pacific, Paradise Island. Retreat from the heat with the shaved ice snow cone from Tropical Snow in Caseyville, Illinois. It's right across the street from Collinsville High School. Tropical Snow is open daily from 1 to 9. Premium snow, epic flavors, lots of love. Tropical Snow, across the street from Collinsville High School at 2134 South Morrison Avenue in Caseyville. 